thank you for tuning in to AnchorCast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to get the latest updates about events, meetings, and uploads. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to AnchorCast. My name is Jake Watkins, and I am here with my friend Tommy Corral. And, um, you know, we just, I was thinking about the next podcast and what we kind of wanted to talk about. And I thought, I thought Tommy was a great person um, to bring in on here. But Tommy, why don't you say hello? Why don't you introduce yourself? T- tell us about you and maybe your family, what you do for a living. Awesome. Well, it's an honor to be here. I'm excited uh, to be here with you. And uh, thanks for, for thinking of me. And, and by the way, has anyone tell you, you're just a good looking guy. <laughs> You know, I, I just look at you and, and, and I just see, you know, and I'm a little jealous, to be honest with you. I'm born and raised in Fresno, California, and um, uh, went to a Bible college and uh, was on staff at Cross City Christian Church for seven years. And now I've been running a nonprofit uh, for the last five and a half years and, and really been enjoying it. I got a wife. Uh, she's from India, two sons. Uh, Elijah is nine and Caleb is five. And so they keep us busy. And, uh, and I kind of, in some ways, stumbled into this whole thing with, with finance, to be honest with you, just from uh, personal experience. So I'm looking forward to just sharing some of my experience and, and where we've been and where we're trying to go. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, in the, the primary kind of listening group of this podcast, uh, I would say is like in an age range of like right. 18 to, um, you know, beginning 30s, um, give or take a few years. And, uh, and it's a very interesting time. In, in life, um, like some of us have our own families, we're married, have kids, or some of us uh, are just have full-time jobs, just focusing on that, or some of us work part-time and go to school full-time. Um, uh, some of us just do school full-time. I mean, there's we're, we're kind of all over the place right, in this age right. range as far as life goes. Um, but I think one of um, the biggest concerns of our age range is uh, money. You know, it's like right. money is what you need to survive in the world. Right. You know, it's it's a huge resource. And in, in America, I think right. money is um, one of the biggest resources that you can have. Um, and we know that we've seen a lot of us have seen, you know, money problems cripple right. um, families or they it can tear apart marriages. Um, you know, it could be a huge source of right. depression and anxiety. And and uh, even a recent study, uh, experts found that 18 to 24 year olds, you know, that Gen Z and young millennials uh, have an uh, average of twenty two thousand dollars mm. in debt already, right. um, and then a little bit, a little bit older, twenty five to thirty four year olds, like the kind of older millennials, have around uh, forty two thousand dollars in debt per right. per person average. Um, and you know, this consists of student loans, car loans, your credit card debt, mortgages, like all of that. Um, you know, right. can can play a factor. And um, and Tommy, you 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 work a lot with uh, money management, right? Um, and you there's things that you've practiced in your personal life, the right. things you've practiced in your nonprofit. Um, and I think you have a lot of experience with financing and, and all that sort of right. stuff. So, um, you know, I just talk, talk to us about that. What's your, yep. what's your experience kind of with finances and what advice do you have? I think for, um, right. us who are just starting out, who are just getting money in our pocket or, you know, making big purchases and all Love that it. sort of stuff. Love it. I think you're spot on. Those numbers are, are, are accurate. Um, most Americans, seventy-five percent of Americans, uh, don't even have enough money to cover an emergency that would be over a thousand dollars, which means that they just don't have money in the bank. And and I mean the list goes on and on. Um, I think for me, 
I, I like to win. I like to win with money. I like to win in everything, actually. I'm a pretty competitive guy. So when it comes to money, uh, I want to win. And so for me, uh, the whole idea of debt and those things that you said uh, are they, they make you start behind. You're, you're, you're trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. If I had nothing, no debt payments, then that means I can get my money working for me a lot faster. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's kind of my, my premise is I, I don't view money as a, a problem. I don't view money as a, as, a, as a sin issue. I view money as it's money. Now, if we love money, we begin to worship money, and that becomes our, our idol, um, then that becomes a problem. And the Bible is very clear about that. And, and, and the Bible is very clear that uh, there's some strong warnings against falling in love with money and, uh, and not putting God first. So for me, I kind of have things structured in four major categories, which we can talk through today. Uh, the first is, is God first. Mm. Uh, the second is save. The third is invest. And the fourth is plan. Mm. Plan kind of goes and it kind of encompasses all of them, oh. to be honest with you. Um, but for me, God has got to be first in everything. Um, and the reason why is because the Bible also talks about how uh, everything belongs to God. I mean, he created everything. And we came into this earth with nothing, and we're going to leave this earth with nothing. We can build massive fortresses. We can have the biggest home. We can have an 8,000-square-foot home on two acres with a beautiful pool and all this kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, when we take our last breath, it's, we can't take anything with us. So I think always keeping that in mind is very, very important. And so for me, uh, and, and according to what Scripture talks about, is it begins with the moment you get paid, before I paid taxes or anything, God is first. Now, my taxes come out of my paycheck, uh, but I always base my tithe off of the full amount. Mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about different things, and should it be your gross uh, or should it be your net take-home pay? And for me, it's, it's, it's God first. So if I make $5,000 a month, then um, I'm going to give $500 uh, before taxes and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so I, I think that's how we keep God at the center um, and then just position ourselves to where we can be, uh, we can be generous. And uh, when needs arise mm-hmm. that we could give somebody who needs 50 bucks, we give them 50 bucks. Um, I think those are the ways that we can keep God uh, first in our lives and mm-hmm. And that could be struggle. I mean, honestly, my wife and I, we were raised in families that modeled that. Mm-hmm. It was really never a struggle for us to, to not put God first. And I remember a time early on, we made a, a big, poor decision. We were, we were 23 years old, and we wanted to buy a home. And uh, we didn't have money, enough money saved to put a 20% down payment and all this kind of stuff. And, but man, we just, we found this home. We, we were actually, that day I had a, an a apartment contract written up. I was going to go right across the street from the church and, and uh, go into those apartments. But then a realtor called and said, hey, I got this home. I think it's perfect for you guys. So we went and checked it out. Man, we just fell in love with it. But it was way more than what we could have afforded at the time. Um, but we just bought into this whole idea that we need to have our own house. And really, we should have been patient and waited because that mm-hmm. later on came, you know, caught up to us. So we gave everything we had. And we had just my income. My wife was not working. And, um, uh, and we had $300 in the bank at the time. And we, we just got the handed the keys of the house. And it was like, man, we got this mortgage. We need, we need Shiny to be working. And so we thought, even though we made a bad decision, 
we thought the best way to remedy this and, and to, to trust God is let's just give half of our 300 uh, this weekend. It was a Friday we were having this discussion. On Sunday, let's give half of that and, uh, and, and just trust that God will provide. We gave it, and I'm not kidding you, on that Monday, Shiny had a job. And there was nothing before that. That Friday, there was no, you know, and so that's why mm. it's so important for me to keep God mm. first. And not only that, it's when it starts off small, when you're starting off your career, or maybe you're in college and you're making, you know, minimum wage or whatever it might be, it's small amounts. Mm -hmm. But when you start making, you know, 10000 a month or whatever it might be, I mean, really the sky's the limit, it starts adding up. Yeah. And, uh, and that could be a big, I've talked to many people and it's like, man, this whole tithing thing, it's a, it's a lot of money. It's a thousand dollars a month or $500 a month. And that's a lot of money for, for, for people. So yeah. it's important to start. To start yeah. yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I love that. That's your first in your list of four that God first is, is one of the things. And I think that's something that, um, I think we don't think a ton about, uh, if you grow up in a home where that was the precedent, right. then you, you might have that built in. I think a lot of people don't, you know, or a lot of the, you know, a lot of us just start right. not starting to make right. money. That's not the first thing on our minds. Right. I grew up in a household where, um, that, that was a precedent. My, right. my dad always, always tithed like the first 10% of his yep. check and all that. Um, and I thought, wow, dad, you know, that's great for you. Right. You're making a lot more money than me, you know? <laughs> right. So when I first, when I first got a job and I started working, right. I'm thinking, okay, I'm working part time right. and I'm only making this much money. Right. And it was, it was hard for me to want to take any, right. anything out of that. Cause right. I'm like, that's, you know, I can, I can do a lot with, right. you know, however much that was, which it right. wasn't a ton, yeah. but it was a ton compared to how much I was making. Um, I, I feel like I didn't learn the value of it. Um, until I, I had this experience and, and some of the listeners listening might have heard this story. I, I know I've, I've used it in some, um, in some messages and things like that, but there was a time where um, God was just putting on my heart. I'd been working for a while and I hadn't, I hadn't been uh, tithing and, right. and, um, and I started, uh, had just felt God put it on my heart. Like you, you need to tithe, you need to tithe. And, and I was just putting off because I didn't want to do the right. money. And then eventually I got to this point after like three months, got to this point, I was like, okay, I'm going to tithe everything that I needed to have tithed for the last three wow. months. And I'm just going to trust God right. because he knows that I need the money. I'm just going right. to trust that he's going to do it. So I, I tithed that money. And the next day I got a check in the mail from some lawsuit from a job that I had worked. Wow. And I got the exact money that I right. gave in tithe. I got that back. Right. In a check the next day that I had no idea was coming. That's right. So, um, so I realized that uh, God wasn't calling me to right. give my money just to take it. Um, but like I knew that there was going to be blood, like he was going to bless me right. because of it. And we don't do it for the blessing. Right. We do it because he asked for it. But he's, he knows our needs and he knows, you know, he, right. like he knows. He knows that we need the money. Exactly. Well, it all comes down to, to faith and to trust. And I think that's why, because money is so important to all of us. And uh, we like to have control over it and all this type of stuff, and and uh, so we're very careful with it. And um, but really, it's it's what he asks us to do because it's a faith and a trust issue, um, and he's going to take care of our needs. I mean, the, the the Bible says in the in the Gospels that he takes care. He he clothes the flowers of the field and and, and provides for the birds of the air. How much more for us, his mm -hmm. special creation? And so that that's been my experience. 
and I've heard it said 90% with God goes further than 100% without him. Mm. And I just I just believe it. I've seen it personally. I've seen it with other people, how God just provides. I don't think your story is a coincidence. I think that's God showing you his oh, faithfulness yeah. mm-hmm. and, and how he'll fulfill his promise. Yeah. So yeah. love it. Yeah, good stuff. Well, the second uh, thing we can uh, talk about is saving. And I read this really good book about five years ago. And it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by a guy named Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, it, which is very, some people may love it. Some people may not. It's very different than the Dave Ramsey approach. And I lo- I've read pretty much everything that Dave Ramsey has also talked about. But the reason I want to bring that up is because the idea of, of paying yourself first and getting your money working for yourself, uh, working for you rather than working against you. And what I mean by that is when we have all of these payments, house payments and boat payments and car payments, and the list goes on and on, we're constantly, our money can't work for us because mm-hmm. it's working for someone else. And, uh, and so for me, it's in, if I want my money to work for me, then I need to save so I can have money to work for me. Uh, and so when I, I tithe... And I'm not kidding, the very next thing that I do, and it's all automatic, all of this is all automatic for me, mm-hmm. is I pay myself. I save a significant portion of my money to mm-hmm. pay myself. And I save it, and then, and then I'll, what I'll talk about later is invest it. And, uh, and, and, and I do that in a big, big way. I was in southern Texas one time, and I remember going to the rental car counter, and there was a group of elderly people in their probably in their 70s. And uh, and this has, I don't know their situation. I have no idea. Maybe this was just their preference or whatever it might be. Uh, I travel a lot, so I stay in a lot of hotels. And uh, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little bit more high maintenance. Uh, <laughs> my wife always teases me about that. But, uh, but they were asking for directions to the closest Motel 8. Uh, or hotel eight, whatever that's called. It was one of those those, mm-hmm. those chains, which is not. It's it, it's fine. People stay in, and that's all. That's no no problem. So I don't say anything against it. All I'm saying is, is that that moment I thought, when I'm seventy, I don't want to have to be able to stay at a place like that. This is me talking. I don't care what other people are, are want in, in, in their lives, but if I don't plan for that, and I don't save for that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just happen mm. because Social Security will only cover about 40% of your, your income. So if, you're, if people bank only on a Social Security check, they're not going to be able to make it. Mm. Um, it's not going to, to, to uh, offset whatever they were making in their, in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it was like, man, a combination of that, a combination of reading these books, a, com- a combination of... of going through that house uh, that I told you about a little bit earlier. And ultimately, we actually had to short sell it. Uh, we thought we were planning to move to India, but, but the economy had tanked. And so we owed more than what we could sell it for. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we had to short sell it. We didn't want to, it, but there was no other option. And it was a very uh, frustrating time. I, it, it, was, it was not a good time. And so that was when things just started kicking into gear. And it was like, we are going to start really living on less than we make. Mm. And, um, and if you can live on 70, 80%, uh, 60% of, of your income. Um, and I know it's hard when you're just making a little bit, but you, people are going to make more in mm-hmm. five years from now, you'll be making more than what you thought mm-hmm. you were. Um, at least most people will, especially mm-hmm. as they get through college and they get good careers and, and two incomes, the people get married and so on. Um, and so 
we've kind of lived in this this approach where it's like we were we were making a little amount ten years ago, and over the course of time, we've been making more and more and more. Um, but our standard of living it has increased, but it's not been like uh, astronomical. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, and I still drive a 2006 Dodge Durango. I want a car. I want a brand new car really bad. Mm-hmm. I, I really would like to, to have a Chevy Silverado trail boss, um, red. They're beautiful. I've seen them around town. It's mm-hmm. like, I, that's the truck I want. But for me personally, um, uh, I have just decided it's not the right time for me because I, I want to make sure that I get these other things accomplished mm-hmm. before I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the time's going to come for us, but that what I'm saying is, is We've we've all, we've just made the decision that we're going to live on less than what we make, mm-hmm. and we're going to save it. And and that's and that you that you're, you're saying you're saying like right off the top you're tithing, and the second thing you do is you pay yourself, right. and that's what you're talking about. Your savings, right? You're paying yourself. This right. is what you're putting away. Putting away. Um, Go straight straight that, to our savings account. That's a, I I've never heard it said that way. I love it right. because I. A lot of times I tend to view saving like savings is saving is hard for me right. because I see the money in the account, I see it in my savings, and I think, right. man, what can I spend this on? Right. You know? And I think buying things or whatever, right. you know, in a sense that is, you know, doing something for myself. Right. But I love the idea of like you are the money you're saving, you're you're paying yourself. Like that's right. Well, okay. we gotta we gotta pay for our groceries, we gotta pay for our, our gas and our insurance and I mean the list goes on and on. And mm-hmm. by the time you add it all up, I mean it's gone. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay yourself uh, first, then there's nothing going to be at the end. Mm-hmm. So I say, give God the first ten, save the next ten to twenty, or ho- however much you can, uh, and pay yourself that. So that way you can start getting your money uh, working for you because it's not going to be there by the <laughs> by the yeah. end of the month. No. It's just not. Yeah. So. I mean, there's this new, uh, this new Oculus, you know, uh, virtual reality yeah. thing. Oh man, I'm telling you, it, it is so fun. And it's like, you know, you see these things and it's like, I just want to, you want to go buy it. You put that thing on and, and, uh, the gaming world has gone to a whole new level. Uh, but those are the types of things that where it's like, if you don't pay yourself first and it's there and you don't have a plan to, to invest it or whatever it is, it's going to, oh out. man, that Oculus is just calling your name. You know, <laughs> it just does. It's, it's, I can still hear my name being called. Oh, I get that itch all the time and it varies. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I get that. Sometimes I'll be in a, I want, you know, new parts for my car right. or I right. want, you know, new right. shoes. Like I'll, I'll get the itch right. really bad. Right. And yeah. And if you don't pay yourself, right. like it's going to go to that. And, and none of that is bad. Mm-hmm. I think, I love golf. I spend a lot of money on, on, mm-hmm. on golf. That's one of the things that I enjoy doing. These things are not bad. What I'm saying, in order for, for our family to win, we've just had to make sure that our priorities are mm-hmm. straight and that there's a timing. We mm-hmm. have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And we do live in a culture that says, just go get it now. Yeah. Gratify yourself now. Mm-hmm. Why, why wait five years? Why wait two years? Why wait mm-hmm. 10 years? Um, why why wait to buy a house in five years? Just go buy it now. You can you can get it. They'll give you a loan if you put one percent down or three percent down. And it's like maybe the best thing is just to be patient and, and wait three years mm. or five years to save up. And because the long term game, you're going to win. And really, with money, it, it is a marathon. It's not a very few people get rich quick. Mm-hmm. Very few mm. win the lotto or get an inheritance or whatever it might be. Yeah. But but by and large, it's a marathon. Mm. And uh, so yeah. We have to we have to play smart. Do you, uh, in this kind of in the pay yourself realm, do you have an, another section, kind of a part of your budget 
kind of those two things are off the top. The rest of it is going, I assume, to like the bills right. and the, the groceries and gas and all that. Do you have a section in there that's like built in for fun? You know? Yes. Yeah, we do. We, we, we budget uh, uh, for entertainment, for recreation. We have budgeting lines for that. We also have miscellaneous um, for both my wife and I that we'll put in uh, on a monthly basis because things come up mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, and so maybe we'll, I'll be saving up my miscellaneous amount for six months as an example. And maybe I'll have $400 in that account. Well, if I do, and all of a sudden I come across that Oculus, then I'll buy it because I, I've been saving up for that um, as an example. So yeah, absolutely. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is I'm 34, so I'm like, I'm one foot is in young and one foot is in old now. And, um, and I, I can feel 50 coming on and 60 coming on a lot more than I could just five years ago. Mm. And so it's gonna, it's going to happen. And if I'm not ready for it, then I may not be in a position where I'm financially free. And, um, and that's where I want to get, I want to be financially free. So Mm. that's why it's just always, I'm a long game. I'm a Mm -hmm. a big picture kind of a guy. Mm And I, I can always see the the end, where I want to be, mm-hmm. and how am I going to get there. So yeah, I think it's important because we're, if we're always keeping our head down and right. thinking, focusing on short game and and just focusing on the near right. and the now, uh, we're going to look up and the end's going to be here. Right, and we're not going to be ready for it. Right. So uh, yeah, that's a good good idea. Right. Keep your head up, kind of look right, look long distance, right, look in the future. That's right. good. That's good. What's yeah. what's number three on your list there, Tommy? So investing. So now you're you're saving. You've got money, mm-hmm. and so now what do you do with it? You know, um, and so. Um, my, my line of thinking is I like interest to be working for me and not against me. Mm. And so debt is that you owe somebody interest. You have a, a house payment or you have a car payment or you have credit cards. Credit cards are, I mean, what is it? 16, 18, 20%. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. I think that entry is like 29%. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I just... I mean, there's no wonder why these people want to give you credit cards because you're making astronomical amounts of money off of it. It's just, I, I can't even believe it. Um, but my line of thinking is, is, how do I position myself to be the one to receive interest from either investing in companies, in, in uh, 403Bs, 401Ks, which are employer-sponsored uh, retirement plans. Maybe it's an individual uh, IRA account. Um, and the list goes on. And if you look at the history, if you get a good financial advisor, um, you could be making on average 10% a year. And so over the course of time, um, man, you could be, all, it doesn't even take a lot, a few hundred dollars a month. If you start when you're 20 and you do that all the way through until you're 60, uh, you're going to have a lot of money. Uh, and then the more you're able to invest earlier, the better. Um, but for me, it's it's really the idea of, getting my money mm-hmm. to work for me mm-hmm. uh, and and then get to a point where then I can enjoy some other fun things. Like I would love to have a boat. But again, that kind of, it gets in my way, personally in my family's way of where we want to be. Uh, we're, we're working towards the age of 50 to where we would be totally financially free, where if I don't have to work for anybody, anywhere. We'll have enough money that we can just live off our, our interests and our investments and we could be free. Mm-hmm. Now, it scares me because I'm not going to, the thought of doing nothing freaks me out. Uh, and I can only golf so much until I'm just like bored to death. I mean, I enjoy it, but it's like you need to have purpose. But the point is, is we won't, we would not have to have a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you have to plan for that. So we're investing in that way. There's a whole bunch of ways to invest. Um, uh, there's another book by Dave Ramsey called The Total Money Makeover, and I would highly suggest that uh, book for people. Mm. Uh, and then he also has another book that, that deals specifically with how to invest, what to invest in, uh, and all the, the pros and cons. And that's kind of a whole different uh, discussion, yeah. to be honest with you. But um, th the point is, is diversify and get interest working for you. And um, this year, my, my retirement accounts, they're all making well over 10%, 12, 14, 15, 16%. Well, imagine if you had a million dollars saved by the time you're 50 or 60, and you're making 15% on your retirement account. That's $150,000 you just made. Mm. Man, I like the sound of that. <laughs> I mean, for me, that's winning. I, I just, I like that. So you can get to a point where you're making that kind of money and your money never sleeps. We have to sleep. Money never has to sleep. Mm. So it's it's working around the clock. Mm. And um, and so, man, the more you save now, the more you're investing now, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Some people love real estate. Um, the list goes on and on. Mm. But that's that's mm. the uh, that, that's yeah. what we do. And you've, you've listed a couple books, and you'll probably list a couple more. You right. have a few here. And we'll put those in the description of the podcast. Awesome. Um, so listeners, you guys can um, check them out, pick them up, read them. Um, Dave definitely helped Tommy. Right. I've heard a, a few of these books, uh, about a few of these books before, and, um, and I've heard only good things. So, right. um, but, uh, do you, Tommy, do you have any recommendations of, of kind of where to start in uh, investing? Right. Like for me personally, I have not started really right. investing anywhere. I have, um, some money that I've given, um, to like my dad who, right. who invests in some stocks right. and you know, he's done a little bit of that for me. I haven't personally touched right. any investing. How old uh, are you? I'm, I'm 24. 24. Yeah. So now, like I'm, I'm 34, so I've got a decade on you. I wish that I would have started this heavily back then uh, because if you start putting 10, 15, if you can put 15% of your income for the rest of your life, and obviously that's going to change. Mm -hmm. So right now you're making whatever you're making, 15% of that, and as, as you gain, get more or less, or whatever, it would be adjusted. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you by the time you're 64, that's 40 years, and it's going to be here fast you are going to be so stinking wealthy that you're going to be able to live how you want to live mm. and give generously. It's mm. just, it, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I wish I had that time. I think, I think the, the, and, and, and the whole principle is, is called compounding interest. And that's uh, Albert Einstein is noted to say that that compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And basically it's just, one year you you make 10% and then that 10% is added to your principal amount and then the next year it's 10% on top of that and it just mm -hmm. it compounds mm -hmm. over time and so the the longer you have the earlier you start the better i think for um the, there, there there's a process to money okay and i'm not i have a very low tolerance of debt so i like to get out of debt as fast as possible um we're going to have our house paid off by october of 2020 so we're like less than a year and a half we're free. We don't have. We won't have any debt to our name. Period. Mm. But we're we're like gung ho about that. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's at your age. It's if you have debts, um, those payments. You know, let's just say you have a four hundred dollar car payment or five hundred dollar car payment or whatever it might be. If you were to take that payment, get rid of that, and then start investing it and get rid of all your debts. Uh, man, it would be unbelievable what you could you could do with it, uh, with, with with how much money you would have over the course of time. Um, so for me, it's like have a plan to get out of debt, 
um, and then start investing. But if you're ready to start investing, then um, you uh, the first place, if your employer does not have a retirement plan, mm-hmm. would just be to uh, work with a financial advisor who can coach you and teach you and what you need to do. And so you understand the process and you can start investing in, in what's uh, individual IRA. Mm. And uh, there's a couple different options with that. You can just do a traditional IRA, which means that you don't pay taxes today. So if you made $24,000 this year and you put $4,000 into it, you would not pay taxes on $24,000. You'd only pay taxes on $20,000. Mm. Or there's what's called a Roth IRA. And that means that you pay taxes now, but when you are retirement age, which is 59 and a half, you don't pay taxes on anything at that point. All that money that you put in and all of the growth for the next 25 years, 35 years, uh, would be all tax-free. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to just pay taxes now, take the hit, because later on, it's going to be, um, I'm not going to have to worry about paying mm-hmm. taxes on it. Yeah. But that would be the the, the, the first thing, is is uh, in, invest in, a, in your own personal IRA. Uh, you can, it's around $6,000 annually that you can do. Um, and then your spouse can also do 6000 So um, it's about $12,000 annually that you can put there. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then if your employer has a uh, retirement program, you can start with that. Mm-hmm. Those would be the, the, the easiest things. And, and again, get started. why? Historically, we, when you invest into mutual funds, which are what you're investing into in these accounts, they have earned on average 10%, actually more than 10% over the last 80 years. And so you have this historical data. Yeah, like right now, this year is up. Other years are going to go down. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an mm-hmm. up and down thing. But overall, the, the graph will chart upwards. Mm. And so, you know, yeah, there might be a year where you only make 1%, but then the next year you might make 18% and, mm-hmm. and then 12%. And, and, and so it, fluctuates. Out, it averages so. out to be about 10%. Um, so that's where I would start is get into an uh, individual IRA account. You can open one up. Um, or if your employer has one, start with that and uh, start putting 15%, 10%. Start with with something. Mm-hmm. The, the earlier you, the, you start, the, the better it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, that's how compounding yeah. interest works. Yeah, I think the, the hard part is like having to, to, to have that long-term look, right. outlook of it. Because the, the short term, you right. think, okay, I'm only putting in this much, and right. if it makes ten percent this year, it's it's very right. you know little. And you, right. you think you think short term, why well, I can take that money and do something right. else with it now, um, but in the in the long term, you have to look at how that investment's going to pay off, and it's just you know. Right. Well, the, the, to go off of that, so we want to get to a point where when our kids have kids, we would love to be able to take our entire family to Hawaii every year. We love Hawaii. And that's going to be an expensive bill. But in order to get to that point, we've got to make sacrifices today Mm. to make sure that that can happen in 15, 20 years from now. It's not going to just miraculously happen. So if I spend everything and don't save and invest it, it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, And we we want to pay cash for our kids' college. Well, you have to have a plan. That's my fourth thing is is to have a plan. Mm. Know where where you want to go. Because if you once you know where you want to go and where you want to be at the age of fifty, you're 24. So in 26 more years, 25 more years, it's coming. Ooh, and man, I'm telling you, you this, like that, yeah, it, it's coming faster than what you think. Um, you you've got to have a have a plan. This is probably the the biggest stumbling block for people is 
it's so far out there that to change behavior is very difficult. You can learn mm -hmm. and know what to do, but to actually start executing it is very, very difficult because it is a marathon. Yeah. It's not a hundred hundred meter dash. It's it's yeah, it's twenty six point two mile run, you know, type of thing. So anyways. Yeah. There, there's another book uh, here, a couple of them actually, uh, by Chris Hogan, who is on Dave Ramsey's team. One is called Retired Inspired. And that book, the whole premise is that retirement is not an age, it's a number. So what you, you need to find out what that number is for you. How much do you want to retire with on a monthly basis? Do you want $5,000 a month? Do you want $10,000 a month? Do you want $20,000 a month coming in? And then how old are you? And then how much are you going to be investing? And it'll tell you how many, how long it's going to take to get to that that point. And it's all about it's it's about a number, not an age. So you can retire at fifty if you want. You don't have to wait until fifty nine and a half. You don't have to wait until seventy. Um, and that's the the premise of that. And then he has another one that's new this year called Everyday Millionaires. And it's the largest uh, research that has been done among millionaires in America. And how did they get there? Well, if you want to be a millionaire, which means that your everything that you own subtracted uh, less your what you owe is a million dollars or more. That, that's what it's not that you make a million a year; yeah. it's just that your net worth your is net a million. Worth, yeah. What did they do, and how did they get there? And uh, it's unbelievable, and it's it's actually super simple. It's just that they're dedicated to a plan mm -hmm. to get them there, mm -hmm. and it's not complicated. This is not it's not complicated at, mm -hmm. at all. Um, so those are good resources yeah. for for people as well. And the 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 plan it sounds like it's the it's one of the most important things right. on the on the list there. Um, you know, I think we see we see it all the time, and it's said, and it's completely true. Uh, more money, more problems. Right. You know. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard that. And um, and I think that if we're not planning right. or preparing, it doesn't matter how much money we're making. We're that it's it's still going to be the habits we build right now. With however much we're making, right. when you're starting out, the habits you build and start then will continue when you even when you're making when you're making more. It sounds like. Well, yeah. When you there's lawyers, doctors that are just as upside down as if they were when they were making twenty thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Now they're just doing the exact same thing they were doing when they're making twenty thousand a year, but now they're making two hundred fifty thousand a year. It doesn't matter how much you make if you spend more then what you make, you're going to be in problems. Mm -hmm. You're going to have problems. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. I have a very low tolerance for debt, so I don't like to play that game. I like to be in full control, and I like my money working for me rather than for somebody else. So I have no problem waiting. Um, but that is that is a huge problem. That's why people who win the lotto, as an example, why do so many of them go bankrupt? You know, just this last couple of weeks, two people won like over $300 million. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's a good chance in the next few years we're going to hear about them and they're going to be bankrupt. And it's like, how did that happen? Well, they just did whatever they were doing when they were making forty thousand a year, and they did the exact same when they're making four hundred. When they, you know, got yeah. the, the the winnings of four hundred million, yeah. nothing changed. Um, my mentality is, if I was to ever win uh, uh, the lotto, which I'd have to buy a ticket to do that. That's <laughs> problem number one. Uh, is you know, how do I take that four hundred million and turn it into a billion? That's my mentality. How do I win with money? Yeah. And so that's always been my mentality. And then that kind of drives where mm. we where we go. Because the more I make, like if a missionary was to come into town, they said, Hey, we need a thousand dollars for something, you know, for X project, you know, 
um, at, maybe you can give $100, $100. I would love to get to the point where I can give them the whole amount or a $10,000 gift. You just write a check for $10,000 because you've planned and prepared and now you can bless people in a more significant way. So that's kind of where, where we like to, mm-hmm. where we're going as a family. Mm-hmm. So Good planning, stuff. planning is, is a huge part of it. Where, uh, what, if, w- let's say there's a lot of people listening, right. they don't have any plan and I'm willing to bet that probably 80% right. or more of our listeners right. do not have a plan. Cause I know that I do not have right. a plan. Right. Um, where, where, where do I begin? What's, what's the first kind of a step I, I would assume that if it, you have debt and we right. kind of read the statistics at the beginning it would be consolidate that debt right you know i assume that would kind of be the the first well it, first it, it depends on that one it depends it, it all depends on your interest rates and uh, whether you should consolidate or not um you would have to you would have to analyze it and then look at are there are there transfer fees and all that kind of stuff or 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 what you know you just have to look at it all it's all numbers mm. uh it may make sense to consolidate um, but if you have, if let's just say you have five loans outstanding and, um, they're, they're, uh, on average 10% or they're, they're 10% interest. And now you're going to consolidate to have one loan that's 12%. It doesn't make any sense. Just keep the five. You know, the bigger thing is just take the smallest one and knock it out. Mm. I mean, it, you know, whatever, whatever that number is, let's just say it's a thousand dollar, uh, credit card payment. How fast can you get done with it? Two weeks, one week, a month, you know, you start gaining traction like that. It's not so much about the con- consolidation. It's okay. about. It's more of eliminating. Eliminate it. As, as, as fast as you. That, as fast as you that, can. That's what I would do. So you'd say like focus on, um, you know, as focus on kind of looking at the right. interest rates. And then if you have like these smaller numbers of debt, right. like a thousand dollar debt credit card, try to knock it out as quick right. as you can and, and kind of go from there. Yeah. And, and honestly, Jake. I have. I would be more than happy to sit down with people, uh, and and because it's individual basis. Everyone's got their own unique story mm-hmm. and where they're at, and so listening to people where they where where are they, and what do they want in life. Mm-hmm. So you know to be able to sit down with you and say what do you see yourself doing in twenty years and thirty years and kind of forcing you to think that way, because mm-hmm. it's coming, mm-hmm. whether you want it to or not, it's coming, and and so you have to start thinking like that. And then what is priority to you? Um, and, and the list goes on and, and I'm not kidding. It doesn't take a lot. You would be, I just talked with some people, uh, uh husband and wife about three weeks ago and they had over a hundred thousand dollars in debt and they're not even 30 yet, or maybe they're around 30. Um, but they had two very nice cars and, and, uh, well, they just, they sold them and got rid of them to, to start eliminating the debt because they want to start winning. And that was getting in their way. And so, that may be the option. It may not be. There may be a plan where you don't have to do that. You could just pay off the car fast. All I'm saying is, is we could sit down and, and put together a plan, an individualized plan. But I think the first thing would be is, do you have money for an emergency? If something were to happen today and you need to go to the emergency room or your car breaks down, do you have 500 bucks set aside to help or $1,000 set aside to, to, to cover that? Because if not, how, what are you going to use to, to pay for it? A credit card. Well, if you don't have money to pay the credit card, now you're going to be paying 20%. Mm-hmm. You see, now you're, you're just keep digging holes. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is get out of that. Um, this is for how I've done it. And other people may have other ways, but this is how I've done it. So that's number one. Number two, list all of your debts. Get all of your debts other than a mortgage. 
and say, here's what they are, smallest to largest. Don't even necessarily worry about the interest rate at this point. And say, okay, I've got these five debts. This one's a $200 debt. This one's a $500 and just smallest to largest. And just start knocking the snot out of them. Get, get rid of them. How fast can you do it? Mm. And when you put your mind to something, I promise you, it'll it'll blow your mind out how fast you can get out of this this debt. Probably within six months, you you make so much progress, mm-hmm. um, and then from there, you can start building up more of an emergency fund. Um, Dave Ramsey talks about having three to six months worth of an ex, uh, of expenses. We we have that. I think that's that's wise uh, because rainy days are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten to the point now where emergencies happen. And we just cash flow it. We don't even touch our emergency fund. It's kind of like we have this this buffer mm-hmm. uh, between it. That's just kind of how we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, then you can start looking into your investing and the long-term stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how, to, to mm-hmm. answer your question of where do you begin, that's where I would begin. Mm-hmm. Get a small emergency fund put together. List your debt smallest to largest. Start knocking them out of the park. Mm-hmm. Then get a fully funded emergency fund. And then, then the investing, the college planning, yeah. the you know all that kind of stuff. And it's, a, I think, it's so important to. I think the plan is, is right. really, really important, right. and having a long term plan. Because right. there's been times where I've, I've dug myself out of a few thousand dollars in debt, but then I can find myself back right. in it so quickly, you know. And I've, I've had that happen, and I go, man, I just got myself out of this, but it's because I didn't have a plan, right? You know, it's because I wasn't managing my money well. Um, I just right. went, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to work hard and pay off this debt. And then I did. And then right. I just dug the hole back right. in, you know? Um, no, so I'm, then, I'm with yeah. you. And, and the other thing too, that, 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 uh, is, and I've said it already is just the idea of your money making money for you. Mm. So not only are you working to make money, mm-hmm. but then you're saving and all the while, you know, if you have, let's just say you have 50,000 saved up. And, um, and that's making 10%. That's an extra $5,000 you just made. And the feeling of that is, I just love it. I just love watching my own money make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I don't like having a mortgage payment. I don't like having a car payment. I don't like having all these things. It's just because I'd rather it go mm-hmm. to, to my investing. And then it's, it's even more fun mm-hmm. in, in that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, Tom, you've given us some great stuff, those those four-pointers, which were God first, That's right. um, pay yourself, yep. invest, and plan. Right. And those were just some excellent points. I mean, if you're, if you're listening, you should write those down and really um, and really work those out because I think that uh, right. it can bring some financial freedom uh, in a time where it doesn't feel like we have a lot flowing maybe for some of us or we've, you know, we've got some big, um, big money things coming up and just, you know, focusing on those four things, I think could really help. Tommy, do you have any like last thoughts or anything? Well, first I want to thank you again for letting me be here. Uh, I, I would just say, um, uh, know where you want to go and put your mind to it and that'll help guide your decisions. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot easier when, when you do pass by that Oculus and go, eh, I, I just can't do it because I know that that's going to get in my way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very real thing. When you know with these things, so um, yeah, you stick to those four things. I think you can't not succeed. I don't think that's proper English, but mm. anyways. Mm. Well, thank you. I, I just I just want to thank you a ton, Tommy, for coming in, sharing some wisdom. Um, you know, this stuff can sometimes be easily said, um, but it's hard to practice. But I hope that we uh, can just make the steps um, to prepare ourselves for our future. Take some of these points you've given us and just uh, really live them out. Because I. Um, you know, 
I believe that we can uh, always look to those who have kind of gone before us to shed some light in the places that we find ourselves now. And, and Tommy, you've got some experience. You, you, you're, you're a few years ahead of us. And, and, uh, and so I just thank you for thank you for kind of the wisdom Absolutely. and the insight. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank and, you. Um, that's our that's our podcast. So thank you for tuning in. I uh, just want to re- remind you to just kind of uh, share the podcast. And um, and if you have any ideas um, for a podcast that you want to see or a topic that you want to uh, be heard talked about, um, feel free to email me at jwatkins at mycrosscity.com or you can DM us on our uh, Facebook or our Instagram account at Anchor Nights. And uh, we'd love to get something. Um, set up. So um, just thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.